Well, good afternoon, everyone. The H1B Guy here, and today, the H1B Guy Live on June 29th, 2023, bringing you the third anniversary edition of the H1B Guy. Today, we'll look back on three years, we'll speculate on a possible second H1B lottery, and we'll also discuss Canada's talent strategy for tech or what they call their tech talent strategy. But before we get started, I'd like to ask you if you haven't already to please subscribe to the H1B Guy channel here on YouTube and like this video so that I can continue to produce more content like this for you. I also wanted to mention the H1B Guy offers a variety of consulting services. I help businesses and individuals solve complex work authorization issues in the recruitment process while bringing awareness to employment-based immigration benefits. If I can help you, please reach out. I'd love to hear how. And today's live stream is brought to you by Syndesis and Path to Canada, the ideal plan B for high-skilled immigrants currently located in the U.S. whose status may be uncertain, by perm-ads.com, the industry leader in providing a seamless experience for employers and immigration attorneys navigating the complex perm recruitment ad phase of the labor certification process, and by Mob Squad. Are you a technology professional facing U.S. work visa-related challenges? Don't leave your fate up to chance. Our partner, Mob Squad, has a solution. Join the squad. Well, it's hard to believe a little over three years ago exactly uh, to the day, um, right here on this very platform, which I still use a platform called Restream, um, I introduced myself as the H1B guy to uh, my network and, and really to, to the world. Um, it was a concept uh, that was created in the pandemic in quarantine and decided in, in the beginning of June, uh, registered the H1BGuy.com, um, created the H1B Guy YouTube channel and all of the socials. Uh, starting in the middle of June and after uh, several weeks of, of work, uh, made the decision on, on June 29th to, uh, to go live for the first time. And during that period of time, uh, we've grown a lot. Uh, we've met a lot of very cool people and cool companies. Uh, but I would uh, be remiss if I didn't start off by thanking our sponsors. Um, Mark Pavlopoulos and the team at Syndesis and Path to Canada. Uh, Mark has been on since 2021 as a sponsor and continues to be a valued supporter uh, and partner here on the platform. Uh, Carl Ballsmeyer and the team at perm-ads.com. Carl has also been on since 2021 um, and he has an excellent and talented team um, and they've been a huge supporter and a great partner here of the H1B guy, uh, as well as Mob Squad. And that's Arif Kamani and Jamie Rabior and the entire team at Mob Squad, who is nothing but a first class uh, white glove outfit. And they've been a sponsor here on the channel going back to uh, 2022. So very thankful for their continued support and partnership. I look forward to what we're going to accomplish going forward. A couple of quick highlights that some of you may or may not be interested in. Um, the H1B guy on YouTube crossed over 550,000 views 
Um, I know that's very small in the YouTube ethos, but absolutely something worth acknowledging. Uh, and we're currently at uh, 5,500 subscribers. VH1BGuy.com continues to perform well with over 180,000 hits. Uh, so for those of you who continue to support me, as I said, just cannot do that. Um, I also wanted to thank um, my good friend, Betsy Robinson, and the entire team at Tier 4 Group. Uh, thank you for allowing me to be a part of your organization. Uh, it is my privilege to work with such an excellent and talented group of individuals. Uh, the team at Tier 4 Group continues uh, to be recognized as an award-winning IT consulting and staffing firm. Um, and we are one of three women-owned uh, diversity certified IT staffing firms here in the U.S. And you can check us out at tier4group.com. I'd also like to take a moment and thank the handful of other organizations that continue to utilize my services, uh, as, as well as those that I've had the chance to meet over a one-on-one -on -one consultation basis. I've met individuals from all over the world and it's really my privilege um, to meet you and i hope that i've been able to provide you with uh, a very small peace of mind and an honest approach to your unique situation and again to all of my youtube subscribers twitter followers uh, the h1b guy telegram community facebook instagram linkedin uh, thank you for most importantly your views your likes your comments I cannot do this without you, um, and I just really appreciate your continued and ongoing support and encouragement that each of you have provided to me over the last three years. So with that being said and that out of the way, um, I wanted to move into one of the questions I continue to receive, and I think the timing on this question um, is extremely valid right now, today being June 29th, uh, tomorrow being June 4th, the deadline uh, for the H-1B lottery uh, application portal. Uh, of course, that, that portal window opened on April 1st, 2023, um, and for a 90-day period closes on June 30th, 2023. And I'm hearing, you know, a lot of folks that uh, tend to disagree with my opinion. I've been pretty bullish um, on my take and opinion that I don't believe there will be a second H-1B lottery. Uh, but I will tell you that I've been hearing um, some murmurs and, and some rumors of uh, potentially the possibility of there being a fairly low application rate, uh, taking into account that, you know, over 110,000 registrations were selected for 85,000 spots. Um, there's still a pretty good buffer, uh, if you will. Um, of, of about 25,000 or so uh, slots. So again, when, when I do the math, even if application rates are lower than expected or anticipated, uh, I still, right, right as of right now, until maybe some more data comes out over the next couple of weeks, uh, but as of right now, I, I just don't believe that there is going to be a second H-1B lottery. But Again, as I mentioned, hearing uh, some some murmurs of a possibility of, of that, um, 
and, and again, that goes back to the fact that that there's been uh, really a, a lower than anticipated application rate. A lot of that is in fear of the duplicate registrations um, for individuals selected and notice of intent to deny that that's been received kind of going back to, to mid end of April. Uh, but again, we've got literally about 36 hours here um, for that H-1B lottery uh, application window um, to submit a physical paper application. Uh, but I'd love to hear from you. Do, do you guys agree? Uh, as bullish as I've been on the fact that I don't believe there will be a second lottery, um, just looking at the overall uh, registration selections, um, are you feeling like based on some of the information that we're hearing, maybe a lower than anticipated application rate, could that lend itself to the possibility of a, a second lottery sometime in, in the next couple of months? Um, I think if we were to look at when or if a second H-1B lottery were to be held, a second selection by USCIS, um, I would say that that would most likely be sometime between mid-July um, so maybe we're looking at somewhere around uh, July 17th through maybe August 30th, um, somewhere in that six-week window. But again, I, I, I'm not anticipating a second lottery as a possibility. Uh, but if it were to happen, and it is something that, that USCIS is legally obligated um, under the INA uh, to assign all H-1Bs uh, for fiscal year 2023, um, that would have to occur most likely a month or so after the end of um, tomorrow. So from June 30th to, to potentially the, the end of July and, and then kind of in mid-August. Of course, we didn't have a second lottery last year. I was anticipating the possibility of a very small second lottery that may occur. It didn't happen. Um, so that's what's kind of led me to be pretty bullish on the fact that I don't believe a second lottery is is a possibility uh, for this year. Um, but if we look back historically at the previous three years and the timelines on when it did occur, it was end of July through kind of mid-August when they they held that second selection. So the next couple of months will be very telling um, in terms of overall application rates. Again, we had historical registrations over 700 and um, you know, 700,000 plus uh, registrations for, for 85,000 spots. And, and I think we continue to see how the H-1B lottery, the annual H-1B lottery in its current form as it's gone to this electronic registration process. Um, and we've seen the multiple registrations uh, really continue to grow year over year. Uh, again, as a reminder, the first electronic registration occurred um, in March of 2020, right? So right at the beginning of the pandemic and, and really right before quarantining started um, here in the U.S. back in, in 2020. So a lot has changed in three years. Subsequently, there were, you know, 300,000 applications plus and then 400,000 applications plus um, or registrations, I should say, and then 700,000 registrations plus um, over the last couple of years. Uh, but again, I, I still, if you want a definitive answer from me on, on what does my gut tell me, what does my instinct tell me, what are my sources telling me, um, I'm still pretty bullish on the fact that I don't believe there will be a second H-1B lottery. I, I plan to do more of a long form uh, edited post 
on the possibility of a second H1B lottery, kind of a continued post as I put one out um, a few months ago. Uh, so look for that maybe sometime in, in mid-July. Um, but thank you for those of you who have decided to uh, to join in here this afternoon. I really appreciate you taking the time. Um, it is a little after one o'clock here on um, in the U.S. on Eastern time. So those of you who may be joining on your lunch break, they you so much for taking time to join in and celebrate uh, the third anniversary of the H1B guy here um, in the h1bguy.com. If you have questions or comments, please feel free to drop those in the chat. I want to make some time here um, towards the end of the conversation to do a, a brief or, or quick Q&A. Uh, so if you do have questions or comments, please feel free to drop those in the chat and I will be sure to get to those. If you're looking for ways you can support the H1B Guy channel and the H1B Guy platform, you can do so currently through the live stream uh, via the super chat function. Um, if you're watching or listening to this at a later date, you can do so via the super thanks. I want to thank all of our uh, individuals who have contributed, who have helped produce or sponsor a show. As many of you know, I reinvest that back into the technology um, that helps bring you uh, these live streams. Unfortunately, um, while I am uh, streaming in 1080, uh, Comcast here um, uh, outside of Atlanta where I live definitely has some some bandwidth caps on it. So uh, that's why we may uh, be a little clearer than probably you would expect from something that's that's being shot in, in HD. Uh, but thank you so much for those of you who have taken time to join me here this afternoon. Again, if you have questions or comments, please post those in the chat. On Tuesday, some of the biggest news came out of Collision, which is Canada's immigration um, annual conference. And, you know, as I alluded to, uh, Canada's tech talent strategy, right? Um, Canada's immigration uh, minister, Sean Frazier, announced Canada's tech talent strategy on Tuesday, June 28th, during Canada's Collision Conference. And so some of the highlights of the tech talent strategy include a new three-year open work permit for H-1B visa holders, uh, a new innovation stream under what they call the IMP, uh, an initiative to attract digital nomads, as well as a STEM-specific draw under category-based express entry, um, and then improvements to existing tech programs that are already in place. Excuse me. I will say that the open work permit for H-1B visas nearly broke immigration Twitter on Tuesday. Um, those that broke the news, there were uh, a lot of comments and a lot of discussion surrounding what this open work permit means for H-1B visa holders here in the U.S. And, you know, I wanted to just go over a couple of things in terms of, of the timeline and, the, and then what I think about it. Um, but beginning on July 16th, H-1B visa workers that are here in the U.S. can apply for a three-year open work permit, which means that no job offer is required, and it also includes spouses and dependents. So the application window, as I said, will open on July 16th and will remain open for one year or 10,000 applications. And I think what's really interesting about that, if we look at 10,000 applications, three-year open work permit in Canada, um, 
to me, this is really Canada doubling down on pipelining and attracting um, H-1B visa talent here in the U.S., uh, many of which are most likely mired in this green card backlog. And um, a, a, a recent I-140 number was put out by USCIS uh, that states that there's over 700,000 individuals currently in the green card backlog. Uh, so it's no surprise to see Canada looking to uh, specifically target H-1B visa talent here in the unopened work permit. Uh, the thing that I find most interesting when I look at, at this piece is that um, there's probably somewhere over 300,000 plus, if not more, um, individual H-1B visa workers here in the U.S. Um, so it's a very small percentage when we talk about 10,000 applications total uh, compared to the amount of individuals that are living and working here in the U.S. Um, but the fact that it's an open work permit and does not require uh, a job offer is pretty unprecedented when we look at um, kind of an open borders uh, for tech talent in, in Canada. Uh, but I'd be curious to know what a lot of you think about this. I mean, I think it's a very interesting piece of news. Uh, the other, you know, points that I highlighted, the, the new innovation stream, that's going to be towards the end of the year and we'll move into 2024. Uh, they're digital nomads, right? Well, I've covered the digital nomad piece, specifically Costa Rica and Colombia, um, where they are offering uh, digital nomads as remote workers that have full-time employment. Uh, but Canada is offering six months here on what they call a digital nomad visa. Um, and of course, the aspect of, of STEM draw. Uh, as I talked about yesterday during the H1B Guy Live with, with Mob Squad's uh, Judy Husbands, we talked about how Canada has, has become a very attractive destination for international students, specifically international students in STEM. Um, and so you hear, here you see Canada again doubling down on, on STEM-specific draws for express entry, which is kind of their pathway, if you will, to, to permanent residency from an employment-based perspective. Um, but this is where, you know, we've got to talk about how broken um, the current high skilled immigration system, uh, the the H-1B visa program, um, how it's becoming less and less attractive for high skilled, truly high skilled immigrants uh, that are looking to come to the U.S. I've talked a lot about H-1B visa reform over the years. Um, many of you know, you know, kind of my take on it with which is we cannot increase the number of H-1B visas without first removing quotas on country caps for employment based green cards. Those two have to go hand in hand. And ultimately, you cannot change one without changing the other, because the root cause of 700,000 plus individuals in the green card backlog is based on that 7% cap on country of origin for employment-based green cards. Um, as we talked about yesterday, and, and, and we'll mention it again, you know, individuals that are in EB2 or EB3 from India, you know, EB2, um, you're, you're looking at 12 or more years. EB3, we're now at 14 and a half or more years. Granted, we've seen a lot of ups and downs in terms of forward movement and retrogression kind of based on spillover uh, over the last few years. But as we've seen, um, you know, as of, of the last few weeks, 
um, that's been out in the news and been been published by USCIS. Number usage is is basically all allocated. So we're not expecting a lot of forward movement in the visa bulletins uh, going forward over August and uh, and September. And this is after we're only really a year to two years removed from some pretty uh, rapid and and ex extremely accelerated forward movement. So they moved the dates forward to try to, to make sure that the number use was in line and then have moved them back now that the number use is, is specifically allocated for, for fiscal year 2023. Um, so look, I, I think in totality, Canada doubling down on trying to attract H-1B visa workers is a very clear sign and should be um to our elected officials those in congress um specifically you know house of reps and, and u.s senate um that it is time for us to reform our high skilled immigration policies the h-1b visa program should still be an attractive option for high school immigrants throughout the world not just those from india and china but for everyone and unless we make adjustments to the way the current program is. We're going to continue to see these issues come up um, and we're going to continue to have countries like Canada who are going to continue to um, target specifically high skilled workers here in the U.S. And I cannot blame them when we look at how our policies are and how restricted they are and how we have individuals who are literally dying in the green card backlog. It's not a surprise to see these olive branches be extended. The U.K. did something very similar um a couple of years ago so again you you see um what, what i would call competitive countries countries to which we compete with for this war on talent that we talk about a lot here on this platform um see them doubling down on on trying to attract folks that have been living and working in the u.s because u.s based experience is just more valuable um it, it just is we can try to deny that but the fact of the matter is, if, if you lived and worked in the U.S., um, the skills that, that you gain here are um, more valuable as it relates to a career advancement and to a technology exposure and advancement. Um, so check that out if, if you guys haven't already. It was really interesting news that, that broke again on, on Tuesday, um, June 27th, and, and that is that Canada will be opening a three-year open work permit for H-1B visa holders here in the U.S. And, and applications begin starting on July 16th. Now, this is where I remind you that, look, uh, somebody like Mob Squad and Cindy's Sympathic Canada still should be in your thought process and something that you should consider as an option if you are in the U.S. and looking to relocate. Uh, to Canada, potentially they can help you stay with your current U.S. employer versus taking an open work permit and going to try to find a new opportunity in Canada on your own. So highly recommend utilizing one of their services, um, either to relocate your current job or if you're wanting to consider new opportunities with their customers that, that they have in Canada. Um, and I wanted to close out today by just mentioning um, that... Uh, I was reached out to a couple of weeks ago uh, by a website called Feedspot. And uh, the H1B Guy podcast was recently named as one of the top 10 visa podcasts by Feedspot. Uh, so I just wanted to acknowledge this. I will include a link 
um, to the podcast in the video description below. I don't believe it's currently in there, but I will add that in there. Um, but I wanted to say thanks to Anuj and his team for the honor of including me in their list. And uh, I will go ahead and I'll just pop this in the chat too so that it comes up during the live stream. Uh, bring it up. Right now, the website. So there it is. It's uh, blog.feedspot.com uh, forward slash visa underscore podcasts. And there's a pretty extensive list. Um, some smaller uh, individuals like myself and some that are larger and have a much more significant presence. But uh, again, thank you to the team at Feedspot for the acknowledgement and reaching out and including me in your list. Um, I know that there are a few of you out there that are currently uh, uh, joining me in this live stream. If, if you have any questions or comments, please post those in the chat. Um, I do have a couple of minutes here remaining. Would like to potentially field some, some questions or comments from you. Um, but before I do so, just wanted to remind everyone that today is the third anniversary of the H1B Guy platform. And I'm very grateful for all of your support, um, specifically, uh, my clients, my team at Tier 4 Group, all the individuals that have reached out to me to seek consultation and my advice and guidance. I wanted to thank my family, my wife, my kids, my parents, my in-laws, everyone who supports me in what I do here um, and understands that I literally work two full-time jobs um, and very grateful for the patience that they have um, in my life as I've pursued this passion. I know a lot of you have heard my story before, but I've always wanted to have my own talk show and be my own talk show host. And I'm very grateful for a platform like YouTube, as well as the podcast world that allows somebody like me um, to voice my opinion specifically on high skilled immigration um, here in the U.S. surrounding H-1B visas, surrounding the green card backlog and permanent residency. Um, I cannot thank you enough for, for your time and, and your support. And I just wanted to, uh, to say it one more time. So with that being said, I don't see any questions or comments, which is fine. I know this is a little after lunch here um, on a random Thursday. Um, but of course, if you do have questions or comments, you can always reach out to me directly. Uh, you can set up a time to meet with me via the h1bguy.com. Uh, would love to have your interaction, your comments uh, on, on Twitter, on Instagram, on Facebook. Thank you to everyone who reaches out to me. Uh, via those platforms also as i mentioned on telegram um, if we're not connected if you're not following me on linkedin please seek me out on linkedin um, and as i mentioned you know the the team at tier four group tier four group.com please check us out there if we can be of service to you in your it staffing and recruitment needs so with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and close this out here today and remind everyone that today's live stream was brought to you by Syndesis and Path to Canada, the ideal plan B for high school immigrants currently located in the U.S. whose status may be uncertain. If you're facing an H-1B denial or OPT expiration, don't get caught off guard. Make sure you have a plan B and Syndesis and Path to Canada are your answers. They'll gladly help you navigate the process. And if you'd like to find out if you qualify, please be sure to use the link in the video description below and someone from Synthesis or Path to Canada will be in touch. And by perm-ads.com, the industry leader in providing a seamless experience for employers and immigration attorneys navigating the complex perm recruitment ad phase of the labor certification process.
If you want to reduce your cost and overhead associated with perm labor certification recruitment advertising, let perm-ads.com help you. And by Mob Squad. Are you a technology professional facing U.S. work visa-related challenges? Don't leave your fate up to chance. Our partner, Mob Squad, has a solution. Mob Squad helps technology professionals facing U.S. work visa-related uncertainty remain working with their current U.S. company nearshore from Canada, as well as technology professionals from around the world who are seeking to find a rewarding opportunity in North America. Through their partnership with the Canadian government, they can attain a Canadian work permit for you and your spouse in as little as four weeks as we talked about yesterday. So whether you're looking to stay working with your current U.S. company or you want to find a new opportunity in Canada, please find out how the team at Mob Squad can help you via the link in the video description below. Just wanted to ask you one last time, if you haven't already, please like this video. Make sure you're subscribed to the H1B Guy channel here on YouTube and click the bell for notifications so that you're notified anytime we post new content here to this channel or go live like we have here uh, today on June 29th at uh, 1 p.m. Eastern to celebrate the third anniversary of the H1B Guy platform. If you've made it this far, I just want to say thank you so much for taking time to watch my live stream, uh, to join my live stream, watch this video, listen to the podcast. I really appreciate your ongoing and continued support. As I mentioned, follow me on Twitter, connect with me on LinkedIn, check out the h1bguy.com. I'm Robert. I'm the H1B Guy, your global source for all things H1B.